let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy AC. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. How you doing, my guy? Yeah, I'm all good, bro. I'm all good. It's been a while still. How are you? It has been a while, man. It's been a while, bro. It's been a while since the last time we spoke. Shit's changed. Shit's changed. I mean, shit's, like, shit's literally podcast. changed, huh? It's an ace, but we, we we speak in our normal personal lives. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts is yeah, true. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. But um, yeah, bro, that shit's really changed. Like we've had two changing of uh, uh heads of uh, both our constitutional government and our um monarchy. Uh, our monarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the first. And highest ranking black MP ever, ever first ever black chancellor and highest ranking black MP in uh, government. Right. Um, what else we've got? We've had we've got obviously the third female prime minister. Yeah. We uh, another uh, unelected prime minister during this twelve. Another years unelected prime minister during this twelve years of Tories a common theme. Only elected, yeah. followed by rigged elections. <laughs> yep, and don't forget this is a this is a democracy. Don't forget that this is a democratic democracy where the people vote for their 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 democratically elected leaders. Yet yeah, we haven't voted for the last. Okay, to be fair, Boris Johnson did have a general election, but we didn't vote for this one. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It seems like people don't have to vote these days. Aren't included in any any types of votes. Facts, you know, and it, when they are, it's limited from a portion like how many people live in the uk again what's the uk population i want to say 70 something but double check that if you want yeah yeah so obviously millions and millions of uk citizens you know yeah i think it was only only what go on and i was gonna say how how many people vote how many people were actually tory voters that actually voted for the new prime minister i think like either thirty thousand or three hundred thousand. Yeah, around that. That's mad. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. Do you know what I mean? And it's a whole TV campaign as though it was a real democracy. That's what that's what really that's what really irked me, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was about I think it was about sixty thousand people that voted, or less than that, but fifty thousand people voted out of seventy million. You know what? Not that it matters, but I would love to see the 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 breakup in terms of the demographics of these uh, sixty thousand fa- uh, voters. Like how old how old were they? Uh, the uh, on class divide, race divide. Just to see the numbers, you know. Yeah. Just to see the numbers. It would be interesting, like yeah. Too hard to take take um a guess you know, and what, what we would, what we would think it is. 
but yeah. it would be really interesting to see. So, so apparently that is less than one percent of the population. Oh yeah, population yeah. So mad zero point zero zero. If we're just leaving it to two decimal places, but if we're going to a third decimal place, then it'll be zero again. That's mad. I think that's as far as we need to go. So <laughs> <laughs> if we were going to go to a fourth. <coughs> It will be zero point zero 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 eight percent. That's crazy. Voted for Liz Trust, and what was the most um, showing about it, which I think is quite weird, is the fact that they kind of framed it like it was a national election. Yeah. The amount of rounds that they did. Yes. The with the way that they gave their kind of like manifestos, so they almost tried to give it legitimacy through media which i think we're seeing quite a lot of as a trend of the 12 years of tory government i have to 100 agree with you bro trying to push a narrative a documented narrative that the last few years of leadership has been fully democratic i agree with you and and, and i want to i want to say i agree with your point in regards to the media um trying to give some sort of credibility to uh to, to these to especially to this recent election there was like three or four television debates and yeah. i didn't see the, I, I didn't see what was the point because one of these people was a hundred percent gonna be our next prime minister yet the people had no say in it so i didn't see the point of them uh putting you know st- uh, standing on their soapbox and saying we're going to do this we're going to do that because we have it's not like we could elect any of you lot anyway we had this like we, had, we, we didn't have a choice so i didn't see i didn't see the point but i think I, I agree i think it was to have the perception that we were involved and yeah. it was uh, uh uh as a democracy and i think we've discussed it before as to the reasons why um in the uk you can have a, a, a prime minister who wasn't democratically elected or elected by the british people it's uh, obviously in it's in the constitution that um obviously the 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 leader of the party with a majority is the prime minister and where there's internal conflict or an internal um ousting of a leader uh any new leader will be selected within the party um and a general well again i don't know if this bit's in the constitution but i used to believe that I've, i used to believe that once a new leader is selected within the party a general election needs to be called within a couple of months but apparently not apparently yeah. they don't have to be called within a couple of months at all if they really wanted to they could just hold on to that shit until until they actually have to call a general election which i think right? it might be next year i think yeah yeah i think so yeah i think it might be next year or the year after or the year after, which would be scary if yeah. if it goes into two years. That's very scary that we could have an illegitimate, you know, an illegitimate prime minister, an inept illegitimate prime minister. prime minister. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like um, with the options that we had in terms of Liz Liz Trust and um, Richie Rich, Richie Richie Rich, Rich, like Looney Liz and out of touch Rich. You know, like radical. And on top of that, it was almost like they were forcing this kind of like diversity quota as well to try and say we're the most diverse party. We've had, um, you know, quite a diverse cabinet in terms of race and creed and gender. And then mm-hmm. as well as the fact that, you know, the, the female leaders, the female 
political leaders that have managed to become prime minister have all come from the Tory government. Yeah. Now three. Um, but um, it's also quite telling in the fact that all three female leaders were, were, were viciously cruel so far, it seems, according to the cuts that, are, that Liz Trust is suggesting to the public, public um, sector in terms of the NHS and transport, are like they really fairly and put first this market that had originally been propped up by um, Margaret Thatcher in terms of the neoliberal global global economy that we're seeing now and this, mm-hmm. this mad race in terms of for capital, which kind of like kicked off during, I think it was Ronald Reagan and um, in terms of America, and then mm-hmm. in terms of the UK, Margaret Thatcher's time, and it's mm-hmm. been propped up by, you know, we had um, the Wicked Witch of the West in, um, what was her name, the woman that wore the thousand pound shoes or how many it was more than a thousand or probably like shoes um the last female prime minister oh theresa may theresa may yes married to the guy that got all the g4s contracts during them yeah during lockdown and you know super wealthed up and then after that use that same system to super wealth a number of their mates within within um within the period of covid when they're sending those private contracts because what a lot of people don't realize is that part of privatization is that the government will use your taxes, regardless of how cut they are, to pay private companies to fulfill mm-hmm. duties that could have been run in-house by government. That's what they yeah. call privatization, as opposed to a government that supports entrepreneurs per se. Yeah. I wouldn't even say that this government supports entrepreneurs. Like I would say they give the illusion of supporting entrepreneurs but they, yeah. don't, they don't fully support entrepreneurs and innovation and small businesses to the extent that they that they say they do and you can see this where small businesses have to pay these crazy business rates when mm-hmm. they open up brick and mortar brick and mortar yeah. businesses yeah which is where they've kind of leveraged a lot on like digital businesses which usually only mega corporations have the privy to run really well or or tech startups which have had rounds of obviously good funding that don't also usually last long like that's one thing about tech startups they start one day and they're gone the next (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. yeah i would say this government really is a government for big institutions yeah always has been yeah done has always been to support the multi-millionaire yeah to the up-and-coming anything yeah the multinational corporations well we don't have to look far and we can only with we can just we just have to look within the Liz Truss's government and uh man like trickle down trickle down Kwarteng who and his um mini budget that went horribly wrong and and put the pound in a spiral effect this pound is officially in a blender a mm-hmm. blender the a pound blender. is officially in a blender i'm not gonna lie this is very disappointing to see bruv that the first black chancellor could be the chancellor that puts the uk's don't get me wrong we're already creeping into a recession but i think we're probably going even we're probably with with under this this trust government we're probably like flying into a recession even quicker um, they don't want 
nationalized broadband. No, they don't. <laughs> bro, Jason, NHS. We we need to do an episode on JC. Just a, 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 a like an hour episode, just talking that about JC's policies, his manifesto, and the what general election was that? 2016, 17, 17, 18, 18, 19, 18, 19, something like that. Yeah, because, because, bro, honestly, like, oh, yeah, that's just another, that's another discussion anyway. But um, yeah, trickle down Quarteng and his uh and his uh, mini budget spiraling the the pound uh down even further I, I don't know as of the, as of today's episode i don't know if the pound i think is like a pound is like a dollar 10 or dollar eight or something like that i don't know mm-hmm. something ridiculous but um um yeah but and and, and you know and giving cuts to i think business business rate cuts yeah uh man was doing the usher man was doing the put your hands up bend your knees yeah what's around the circle get down with me oh 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 it's not hard to learn uh oh, uh oh, it's called the U turn with his uh 45p cut in uh, is it, no, is it a base rate cut mm-hmm. in for yeah, base earners. for top earners? And he's just, yeah, he's just had to U turn on that. Um, to be honest, I reckon that, um, you know, it is their aim to devalue the pound, it is their aim. You think so? What's the benefit though? Benefit, okay, so this is this is exactly what I was asking myself as well. And the benefit comes in the fact that they're moving away from fiat currency and those that are fixed on fiat, dependent on fiat currency are those that don't have a diversity of assets. Yeah. yeah. And they're moving now from people being able to make decisions themselves to looking to have to make, be forced to work for organizations and companies that can make up for the shortcoming of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So where we've seen what's happening in Britain before is places like Venezuela, Nigeria in the 1980s, Ghana, a few of these countries that have had economic intervention by Western powers. Mm-hmm. What they do is they do something called quantitative easing where they print a lot of money out loan a lot of money out uh-huh. and they end up devaluing the currency uh-huh. then they have to take out loans to support this that they've now leveraged the taxpayers money on to uh-huh. these loans private corporate banks right or they'll go to private investors or equity funds that will give governments loans and then when that when that obviously loan can't be paid back it kind of defaults and then mm-hmm. those governments actually have to pay back higher rates. So mm-hmm. the UK government now will have to pay back higher rates to the to these international banks and private equity firms. IMF and that. IMF and other private private equity firms that have that have grouped together to loan the UK this money. Mm-hmm. A lot of Saudi money, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of um, money also from other international players. Mm-hmm. Then what will happen is that it becomes easier for mm-hmm. other countries to buy from the UK mm. because the value of the currency of the UK, of the pound is so low. So you mm-hmm. can easier export items now. But okay. why that is very, very fishy 
and very impractical for the UK is because not a lot of goods and services are manufactured in the UK. In no. fact, from to, between 2006 to 2012, up until from that next period, 2012, 2019, before even COVID, so many manufacturers and like even car companies, automobile companies, like manufactured for like tools, manufactured mm -hmm. for a whole lot of things that were kind of like the last in the UK, had to relocate a lot of their um, operations. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that came to policy. I'm not too sure if that was because of sustainability or just because they were underperforming. And during those global economic crises, they just had to, they couldn't afford to simply run. So mm. what are they going to outsource? From the UK, what they're going to export from the UK, which mm. is really now. It's a tertiary, uh, it's a tertiary um, economy, isn't it? Exactly. So all they can do is outsource services and labor. But, mm -hmm. it's but this is not a labor <laughs> before, right now. It's like you said, like it's tertiary and the service that they normally outsource is more professional services in terms of consulting, financial mm -hmm. services, mm -hmm. account, like accounting like um, for example like tech services sciences mm -hmm. they also usually outsource military guidance yeah. quite really high and um like other things based around teaching and modernization mm -hmm. right and not a lot of out of the 70 million people in the uk around i would say two to eight million which is being very very kind are are privy to enjoying enjoying like work in this area and employment in this area within the UK in terms of professional services, right? Mm -hmm. So where is this economy going? Which is which is um why I reckon that the pound went down so high. Because yeah, if you're given incentives for high earners in professional services, because where are all of these people that earn over 100k a year where do they work mm. <clears throat> finance law uh well obviously it's, you know if we talk about football, you know private health care if you want to talk about footballers maybe but obviously that's a different that's a different industry if we're talking about that um yeah those are your, your big your big your big your big four yeah and that's in terms of being in a career and then other than mm. that you're going to see people that are like that have inherited or that are landlords or that yeah mostly landlords as well um mm -hmm. obviously bankers a lot of bankers as well yeah. and um and yeah so that that is not a, a big big pool of people or a range mm -hmm. of people right so you want to attract them into the country while lowering the standard of the people that are already in 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 the country essentially with that mm -hmm. and it was always going to get really really peak if that happens in terms of right real life living, mm. of course, of course, going to plummet. But I reckon it wasn't supposed to plummet that fast, and it was meant mm. to be like a slow death. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the um, way that they've come in and done these cuts, or radical, I reckon that they were already on the task list. This mm. was eventually going to be brought in by our previous, you know, Chancellor Exchequer Rishi. Was, mm -hmm. These kind of things were already on the overall Tory agenda. However, when they have an opportunity to refresh the 
the faces and the um, people that will hold accountable, they're going to try and use this as the opportunity to fast track other policies. However, just given everything that's going on, and then and then um, things like TikTok as well, surprisingly, mm-hmm. I reckon the outcry has just been more major, mm-hmm. and it, just, it accelerated faster than possible. Which I would have had to do all of these U-turns, but but, but yeah, honestly, like again, they've put you know Ghanaian descendant to be the <laughs> to bring through these policies, which, mm. which isn't. He might be the person that that captains captains the ship, but he isn't the ship. No, you know, and he isn't. Haven't come from him and just him. No, no. Um, there's 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 a lot of speculation that these policies are coming from above above even the government station, but um, uh. Uh, and there was talk of that. Uh, I think Quasla, Mr. Kwarteng, was part was in uh, some sort of um, conference or meeting a couple of days prior to the budget. With um, I, I, I'm trying to remember what industry these business people were in. I don't think it was the insurance industry. It was um, it was some sort of lobbying group. I'll have to double check that. And uh, there's a lot of just there's just a lot of talk. There's a lot of influence in regards to this mini budget. Yeah. Um, the yeah, but you know, echoing on from what you said, the the forty five p cut was also as a um a ploy to not only retain um what they were consider some of the best and brightest uh people in banking, finance, law, medical, uh, private medical care, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but also attract people from uh, just a global market to come to the UK because I guess one of the downsides of of what people uh, was what maybe a young engineer in India might say about coming to the UK is that the taxes are way too high. Um, and why would I come there when I can go to a lower tax rate country with a better quality of life um, and obviously you know better if not similar pay. Yeah. So as I think it's a way to make the UK more attractive. And I think we've discussed this before, how, you know, we are definitely, definitely stepping into a new era as it as it pertains to society in that <clears throat> countries now, I, countries are essentially companies. I think it's probably, it's probably been like that for a long time, but, you know, I've, for me, anyway, personally, I can see a lot clearer, clearer now that countries yeah. are essentially companies and all we're doing, all companies, all these countries are doing is, you know, putting their, you know, putting up their stools on the global market and, you know, trying to attract the brightest and best, you know, people from across the world to come to their country to help build their economy and stuff. So one thing, you know, that we're probably never going to have in this country where America benefits from immensely is like a Silicon Valley. And I know, you know, economies across the world are trying to recreate uh, uh, Silicon Valley-esque type um, environments in their country. I know Ghana's, you know, putting a lot of um, funding into a particular area to try and replicate that sort of feel. Um, I know some countries have like um, tax-free zones and stuff like that for to attract these kind of uh, businesses and startups to come to their country and base in their country. Um, 
obviously, you know, the UK being the UK, it's always going to be an attractive prospect, particularly London. But obviously, there are aspects of it which um, go against it, and that could that is potentially, I guess, the tax system. Um, you know, the tax system in this country isn't great. Uh, you know, I, I, I made a joke earlier saying trickle down Kwarteng because the policies that he immensely believes in, and I, I don't, I don't want to quote who's uh, um, the founding father of his uh, uh, his beliefs is. I don't know if it was if it's Smith or Keynes or whatever, but he truly believes that if the those at the top have more money, essentially from their exploits, were from profits and stuff, that money would then trickle down in society. But we obviously know the way capitalism works, mm-hmm. this is unless this isn't true. And the way some of these uh, big corporations have their tax system set up, that you know, that tax cut you're giving them doesn't even stay in this country really. It's just it's just more profit for them once they move assets over to a different a different jurisdiction where they pay zero to little tax. So it, we just know this doesn't work in in um, in practice. <clears throat> um, so yeah, but so, in practice, it could yeah, it could never work. <laughs> think, well, yeah, it could probably never work because what you're 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 relying on people's good nature, and you know, as morbid as it sounds, I don't think there's many people, particularly in the these realms or these spheres in which you're trying to benefit are that good natured i think it is very much a uh every man for himself type rhetoric or every every investor for themselves or or at least the only people that matter are themselves and their investors um i don't know if like this money goes down to you know especially like I don't, i'm not going to draw any particular company but if you're a clothing company for example and i don't know if these tax cuts Will benefit benefit the CEO of the, the that clothing company, but I don't know if that money would then trickle down to its garment makers and all that kind of stuff that are based obviously in this country. So yeah, it's um, uh, so a lot of people call it na- naive policies. Um, I don't know of any uh, I don't know of any countries that have adopted similar policies and there's a success, but it is one that I know the Tories have spoke about or, or truly believe in that. Um, if those at the top are given more chances to flex their wealth or to keep more of their money, this money will eventually trickle down in society. And going it's clearly slavery. What's that? Sorry, going to trickle down like slavery. Then. Well, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Well, it's um, yeah, bro. It's is yeah. <laughs> It, 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 it certainly feels that way because yeah it, 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 you know and if they say trickle down i think sometimes i think when they i would have to know what they mean by trickle down like actually what they mean because obviously the more money that you know your general public have obviously that's the more money that we spent in the economy so that that makes perfect sense to me you know we're spending especially britain this is a spending economy a spending society we're not a society we're not really a nation of savers um they're not really a nation of investors in particularly as well people have money and they go out and spend it obviously firstly this you know people have to spend it on on the on, on um utilities to survive so yep. food electricity gas and obviously electricity and gas being where it is today people are spending more money than they would last year on 
on on and these uh, uh, yeah necessities, mm-hmm. but also people you know we're, we're we're also a nation that spends on entertainment. I think we're one of the highest we're one of the highest spenders on entertainment in Western Europe compared to like our French cousins who spend more money on food and stuff, quality food. Yeah, exactly. Brits rather spend money on entertainment. Yeah, you know, it, 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 yeah, everyday well, poison and life. Well, this is this is it. If we want to go deep into the philosophy, the psychology of why we do that in this country, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, obviously one of the arguments could be, well, you know, maybe work life quality isn't isn't great for a lot of people, so they need distractions. Um, you know, the weather could be a factor. There's all all sorts of um, theories that we can throw out there, but um, yeah, yeah. So I find that fascinating. And do you know what I find even like like to support your um you know i say your discourse on that trickle down economics about um kwasia kwatang sorry if I'm, <laughs> are you doing uncle like that <laughs> um it's interesting to find that he actually um is also an author yeah yeah, yeah. he's wrote uh yeah i'm, I'm sure you're gonna tell, you, tell us to um understand the insights of people's thoughts when it's written down in so many words right and um one of his books he actually co-wrote with a few familiar people first of all one being pretty patel was part of his co-author dominic rab chris skidmore and then um, our latest prime minister liz trust and this book is called britannia unchained and um you know, it's very much about what you've essentially mentioned. However, it said it in a way where looking at United Kingdom, Britannia, as essentially that company, you know, because it was pretty much banking on the company of, 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 of Britain, along with his co-authors, in being the leading player in, global, in the global economy, arguing that... Britain needs to adopt a, a like more far-reaching form of a free market economics with less employment laws and suggestion that, you know, the UK should be more similar to countries a bit like Canada, Australia, and then um, what is referred to as target economics of mm. East Asia, such as Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Singapore. And um, it's, it's really interesting because having less employment laws essentially asking for the labor force to be less protected and more into allowing for child child labor essentially less guaranteed lunch breaks less tribunals employers shouldn't be shouldn't be essentially be um taken to court for any malpractices that's what our pm wants you know and that book is called Britannia Unchained. Okay. Yeah. However, on the other side, he's wrote, written a book called Ghost of Empire, mm-hmm. which, you know, in that book, which is, um, is the predecessor to Britannia Unchained, mm-hmm. he, he's pretty much, this is a quote from the book, he said, much of the instability of the world is a product of its legacy of individualism and ha- ha- uh, haphazard policymaking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's the book he wrote as soon as he got elected, essentially coming from his background in banking, 
criticizing the um you know Britain's colonial past and then and then today more recently we've seen him make re re rewrite you know Britannia Unchained so it'll be interesting I'm gonna definitely look into both those books and see see like a like a small detailed um like the notes on that and just as come see the comparison but they do look starkly different and it does seem like you know when opinions change in that kind of way and that are presented yeah we are definitely complex beings with different thoughts and feelings however they they they're, they're quite contrasting and then um, you're almost moving towards the critique in which he left which he um kind of like finished, finished his um his original book ghost of an empire with but yeah it's good to be back it's good, good to be back speaking about what we're seeing in the news today. you know yeah. at this point here we're, we're both like in our 30s and then yeah that's i guess the demographic that you know at 10 years plus 10 years prior that we can kind of encompass in representing and engage always, always looking for people to engage with us and then um, yeah. come on the show and present point of views and join us in this cross, cross analysis of of modern day politics yeah come as yeah. people come as what you see and let us work together and dissecting yeah what's going on yeah. and trying to yes, allow, no. allow each of us to to open the eyes of one another so we can start to have more of an active role in this yeah. policy, political sphere you know? It's the rock, you bastards. Hey. Uh, yeah.